Free Life Feels, the podcast for humans who work for themselves. This episode, I speak to Lizzie Penny, joint CEO of Freelance Collective Hoxby. Lizzie spoke to me via Zoom with her knees under a heated blanket, and we talked about how we define ourselves as freelancers and working remotely in the very unusual times during coronavirus. Lizzie went from working with some big brands at a marketing agency to setting up Hoxby in 2015, a move that was driven by her becoming a mum. She shares how she misses having a boss to say well done to her, and we deep dive into the working from home and financial fields, as well as sharing the hashtag remote against coronavirus. Welcome to Freelance Feels, the podcast for humans who work for themselves. Today I am chatting to Lizzie Penny from Hoxby Collective. Hi Lizzie, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. Now, you're the founder and joint CEO of Hoxby Collective, aren't you? I mean, that's, you're not just from Hoxby Collective, you are one of the two big cheeses here, along with, with your colleague Alex Hurst. So I'm really chuffed you, you've taken the time to join me for Freelance Fields. We don't have big cheeses at Hoxby. <laughs> We're just a big group of people working together towards a shared goal. So oh, uh, it's, it, yes, we started it, but that doesn't mean that we're any more important than the amazing community that, that we have. So Fantastic. Would you like to tell everybody sort of a bit, a bit about you and Hoxby and what your freelance is? And indeed, if freelance is a word you relate to, I think, I think you might have some thoughts on that one. Yep, let's start there. Um, so I was really interested to kind of see your, your take on that from the Freelance Fields website. I... See on there, you've got four different words that you talk about, and I use three of them. The three that aren't freelance to describe myself. Sometimes I say I'm self-employed. That's the one I mostly use. Mm. Sometimes I say entrepreneur. Sometimes I say director. But essentially, I identify as um, working for myself, which I think is the thing that brings all of those together. Yes. In terms of Hoxby generally, so Hoxby is a purpose-led organisation. So we exist to create a happier, more fulfilled society through a world of work without bias. We are pioneering a world of work without bias ourselves. So we do that through projects with, you know, some of the biggest companies in the world, actually. So Unilever, AIA, Merck, Amazon, General Mills, um, Warner Brothers, clients like that. Um, And essentially what we do is um, we have a remote working community of a thousand freelancers um, who have to go through a selection process to join the community. And we bring diverse groups of Hoxbys together to deliver refreshing work um, across a number of different areas. So that's what, what Hoxby is all about. But we're a social enterprise. So we always have our purpose in mind with everything we do. And how did it all come about for you? Because your background is marketing agency. And again, working with some other really big brands there, isn't it? Did you kind of reach a point where you felt like it was inevitable that you really wanted to dip your toe in the, the self-employed water. Was it something that happened gradually for you? How did you come I think to this life? I think it's really interesting because I would always have thought previously that I was, or when I was growing up, that I was kind of a big business type of person. Mm. And I was working for a big um, global drinks company called Diageo. And I absolutely loved working there. And I loved the people I worked with. I loved the work I was doing, but something just didn't feel quite right for me. Mm-hmm. And I think it made me realize that I had this itch that I wanted to scratch, which was working for myself. And yeah. some people just enjoy working that way. And it coincided also um, the creation of Hoxby with me having my son. So I now have three young children. Um, when I had my son, who's my first child, I, it was really a total eye opener for me. So it was the first time when I really realized that we didn't live in a world of total equality. Mm. And I think I, you know, I lived a very privileged life until then where I hadn't 
had to experience it firsthand, but becoming a mum really made me see that there were a lot of people within society that were basically being discriminated against yeah. um, at work and that the system needed to change. You know, we so much of work is still in this industrial age mindset. Mm. The nine to five working day was first conceived of 200 years ago. And so I think it was Alex and I kind of had a number of big chats and his journey was a bit different. His was around mental health and burnout. But we both reached the same conclusion that there was a way that people could work differently, be judged on that output. And in doing so, we could eliminate bias from work. So yeah. that's why we created Hoxby five years ago. And it's I mean, it's going from strength to strength, isn't it? You've got an applications process open beginning of April that you're expecting quite an influx. We're in the middle of everybody starting to think about working from home because of coronavirus. Suddenly yes. your model starts to become how people are thinking they they might need to work without choice, I suppose. It's kind of, it's an interesting move, isn't it? Exactly that. And, and we've found that actually we are seeing a lot of people interested in our working model suddenly. Mm. Uh, it's yeah. a shame that it takes a global pandemic for people to want to modernise their working practices and move towards this work without bias. But equally, whatever the catalyst for that, it's definitely a good thing that people are recognizing that they need to work differently because we need to make sure that livelihoods are maintained. People are still in work during a crisis like this and yeah. remote working is the way to do that so yes our applications open again on the 1st of April and we're expecting to be quite busy because we know a lot of freelancers are having challenges with contracts being ended because offices aren't set up to move them to remote working mm, mm. Um, and yes yeah, so it just is a very different context that we're working in at the moment it's challenging times it's kind of it's funny because it really brings the freelance feels I think to the fore because people who even aren't freelance are starting to experience the emotions of working remotely working in isolation I mean it kind of makes me want to sort of ask next um what does freelance feels mean to you both sort of before and now kind of the idea that the feelings that come with self-employment what what's kind of freelance feels for you I think it's um I think it's a unique way of working mm -hmm. that it's hard to empathize with if you haven't done it or don't do it yourself and in fact i think one of the risks of the way that people are moving to work during the coronavirus epidemic is that um people do it as a short-term thing they see it as a short-term thing they yes. think oh i i'm i'm working from home for five weeks six weeks and so what i'm going to do is keep behaving as i would when i'm in the office Mm -hmm. which actually we think is absolutely the wrong thing to do both for your mental health and for your productivity. This is a very different way of working. And I think that for me, it's hard to explain that to people. But what we're seeing at the moment is lots of people are having to experience that for themselves. And that freelance feels thing for me is that if you find someone else that works this way already, they just get you, they get the challenges of that mm. and they get yeah. the, the benefits as well. You know, it comes with so many benefits, but that also doesn't mean there aren't some, some challenges as well. Yeah, there's definitely um, a lot of memes going around and like jokes on Twitter and things as well as the serious stuff where people are like, oh yeah, like when you work from home, you'll, you know, make sure you've got enough biscuits and your cat's going to sit on your keyboard. But there is that kind of jokey side to it as well, isn't there? Where, yeah, there's, a, there's that kind of relaxed. I wonder how many people are going to think, oh, I'm working from home, great, I can skive off a bit. And it's like, no, 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 it's harder in many ways, isn't it? I think the risk is in both directions. I think mm. the risk is some people don't know how to be productive at home. And I think the risk is that other people will end up working much more than is good for their well-being because it's hard to switch off 
when yeah. you work from home. So I think it, there are risks in both directions if um, organisations aren't helping people to understand what's expected of them and how to work. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because you have your lunch break perhaps when you're in the office. And I guess the same if you're in a co-working space when you're a freelancer, you remember to take a break because other people are doing it around you or you might see someone else going out for an errand and think, oh yeah, actually I'm meant to go to the post office as well. But when you work from home, my experience, they can run away with you and suddenly you haven't had a break for a few hours when you would have done in an office when you're surrounded by other people. Yeah, something we focus on quite a lot is um, mental and physical health and how these come together. So Mm. we have something called the Hoxby World 365 Loop the Loop. So um, we know know that um, NHS research shows that the risk of depression is reduced by 31%. So a third reduced risk of depression if you do 150 minutes of exercise per week. And we also know that there's a risk that if you work from home that you don't leave the house. and that you're quite sedentary you don't even have a commute which is a great thing in many ways so um last year we launched hoxby world 365 which was essentially as a community we tracked our exercise through Mm. strava and we exercised our way around the world within a year and we managed to beat that target so this year we're doing a loop the loop so we're going around the equator and then we're going round from the north pole under the world and then back up to the North Pole. And Brilliant. basically what it means is it's an example of just one of those small things from a wellbeing perspective that can make quite a big difference to feel yeah. like you're part of a group, you have a commitment to someone else to get out there and get exercising. Yeah. Um, and I think it's important for your physical health, but particularly for your mental health when you're a freelancer, because there's a risk that otherwise it's very easy to just get sucked in and work all day without making the time. It's so true, isn't it? Is that something you face personally as a challenge is finding that balance? Is this something that, you know, the 360 is born out of your own experiences in, in self-employed life? Yeah, so I, um, I used to swim a lot when I was younger and then mm. I took a break from it when I had lots of children. Mm-hmm. Um, and Toxby World 365 got me back into swimming. Um, I swim three times a week. I don't, didn't contribute that much to the, to the distance of going around the world. <laughs> Yeah, I think loneliness is a real risk Mm. with um, being a freelancer and particularly a remote working freelancer. And so I think being part of any community is really valuable for that. And that might just be a community of people who go for lunch once a month who are other Mm. freelancers. You know, it can be whatever you want it to be, but making time for that might not feel like the priority. But I think it is a really important thing for everyone to do. Are there any particular challenges with wellbeing and mental health that you've faced personally? You You mentioned sort of going through motherhood and coming back into the world of work in a different way what would you say have been the kind of the freelance deals in that respect for you in your journey I think there are a couple of things so the first one is I think having a child for me personally um really changed my sense of self I think it made me feel like I wanted to connect with something that mattered in the world more Mm -hmm. in terms of what I was doing um but also it was important because when I had my son I wanted to still be judged on my output. I wanted to still be seen as someone who was deeply passionate about their career and being a mother um, may have changed the way that I did that, but it didn't change my ultimate commitment to my career. And I felt really passionately that in the traditional workplace that was not rewarded in the same way, which I felt was unfair. I think the other thing that I find challenging is not having a boss <laughs> and I think lots of, lots of freelancers would probably say the same yeah. that I really believe in what I'm doing I'm really passionate about it I love the people I work with and I'm so lucky to work as part of a community that is so 
passionate and collaborative about what we're trying to achieve and fun because you know having fun at work is such an important part of being a freelancer yeah, big time. Um, <laughs> but sometimes I feel like it would be nice for someone to say once a year yeah I think you've done quite a good job you know it's just you just got to be really self-reliant haven't you when you work yeah, for yourself cut yourself to... off the back yeah. exactly exactly and and actually okay. I think you know financial well-being is is the other one that mm. if what well, we talk about Hoxby basically trying to take away some of the challenges around mental and physical health loneliness and the like but also financial well-being and stress Mm -hmm. so in terms of stress chasing clients for invoices and that sort of thing winning new business Hoxby works with the community to win business we do all the invoicing we will do self-billing on our behalf we pay Hoxby's 14 days after the end of the month so that they know they're going to guaranteed get paid then with no chasing which I think makes a difference to them and also we have a profit share Mm -hmm. so every Hoxby in the community whether they're working at that particular time or not will benefit from an equal share of the profits that we pay out 25% of the profits of the community each quarter we do have uh, our kind of eye on things like financial well-being because we know that all of those different aspects make such a big difference to the old so goes hand in hand doesn't it it's kind of I, i've spoken to so many people about this and for me it's such a thing where it's almost like it's not even what i'm earning it, it's knowing that it's coming in yeah so it, as long as i know i've got my basic it's not that i want to earn a million pounds i mean a million pounds a month that would be, be nice. wonderful wouldn't it just <laughs> um, but it's not so much about that but yeah the reassurance that if you know and this is why I often do um when I write about this quite a lot I do shifts quite a lot because you go in and you get a day rate and you'll get paid it on the payroll and while that yeah. doesn't work for everyone it, it does give a regularity for me but there's that sort of mix isn't there kind of like chasing money and, and trying to generate your own income as a freelancer but then the worry it- about doing that is a real impact on your mental health and I think it's it's also goes back to the point of you start freelancing because you're passionate about doing a particular thing in your own way. And then you yeah. end up running your own business, which involves all sorts of different elements, yes. including raising invoices and chasing debts. Yeah. I feel really passionately about this. And I think it's it I think it's appalling that some big businesses don't pay freelancers until say 90 days after they've delivered the work. I think it's exploitative and I think, you know, governments around the world should be legislating so that payment terms need to be shorter because we know that self-employed people contribute a great deal to the economy. Yeah. And it makes it very hard to do it if you, if you don't know when you're going to get paid. Yeah. It's really tricky, isn't it? And it's kind of when you accept work and you go ahead with work because you think, well, I can't say no to all the work. I mean, there's surely lots of freelancers thinking, well, yeah, you don't, you can't always stamp your foot and say, these are my terms. It would be nice if the terms were written in the law so that we could just say, this is how it is. Actually. It's not about you saying these are my terms. It's about saying these are the terms that the government has said we should all adhere to. Exactly. And I do think that we will move to a world where freelancers do gather together in communities, which are kind of cooperative working groups, essentially. So there's a profit share and we work together because it also does mean that we can work with these bigger clients Mm -hmm. in a way that is straightforward for them and straightforward for freelancers. Do you feel a responsibility? Because you're kind of almost twofold in terms of you are a self-employed business person because you run Hawksby, but then you also almost have the responsibility for your own freelance well-being and that of the people that are Hawksby's. Do you feel that double-sided? Sorry to put that pressure on you. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. no. Um, I mostly focus, I would say Alex and I generally mostly focus on the Hawksby's. Yeah. And I would say that going back to that point about not having a boss or, you know, 
for ourselves, not having a performance review or whatever it is. I think that's one of the challenges is that mm. we focus so much on the hot speeds that sometimes we forget that we have our own personal challenges with working yes. for ourselves. You know, our objective is to get as many days paid work for Hoxby's in the community as possible. Mm -hmm. And we are constantly trying to evolve and improve the model in order to improve on that. Yeah. But I think sometimes then, you know, we need to take care of ourselves. You know, Alex and I go for Christmas lunch. Once, so once a year we sit down and we say, right, we're not going to go through an agenda we're just going to have a chat about how we're feeling to be honest we talk about how we're feeling quite a lot we always whenever Ooh. we have a chat together and we chat together every working day mm -hmm. um we will always start with how are you feeling um and just have a little chat and that makes all the difference but then the christmas lunch is when we really you know delve deeper and make sure that we set things up for the following year but i think that's so important we have a hashtag at hoxby hashtag how are you um, oh really i love that introduced as part of our um, mental health um work and and that is because it's so easy in a written community a lot of our work is on slack that's mm -hmm. our community we don't have any offices obviously it's easy to be quite task focused and so you yeah. almost have to remember to say to people, how are you? How are you today? You know, and we always make time at the start of video calls to ask that and to have five minutes of just making sure that we understand how everyone is and we're having a, a chat and having some fun as well. Because as I say, why are we all doing this? Why are yes. we working for ourselves if we can't have fun? <laughs> I love that. Hashtag how are you? It's so important to, to just ask that, isn't it? Even if I think the other person might not feel like sharing completely at that time, just to be asked yeah. feels like somebody has got your back a little bit. And when you're freelance, that really matters, doesn't it? And I think that often people will, will respond with something more than fine even if they don't yeah. feel like going into all the detail which often they don't it isn't the same as in life saying oh how are you i'm fine in written communication it tends to be met with a little bit more of a response and i think that builds strong relationships and we have a thousand people working in 43 countries around the world you know that's across different time zones they're mm -hmm. all working remotely so you do need to do those things in order to feel like a community and emotionally support each other I think yeah and what are the Hoxbys doing are they all writers or are they different disciplines what are their what are all their freelancers <laughs> yep yep all sorts of things so um we we originally started out working in marketing mm -hmm. um but we now work across marketing PR HR admin, creative, innovation. Um, and we also work in what we call future-proofing, which mm -hmm. is consulting to other organizations about how they can work in models more like us. So particularly busy at the moment, obviously with a lot of people being interested in remote working. Mm. Um, but we focus on two main areas. One is remote working and the other is um, freelance working models because those are the two things that we feel like we're real specialists in and where other organizations are particularly interested to kind of know more about the way that we're doing it we're, we're we'd say we're kind of living experiments sometimes you know we've been doing this for five years that's a good, um, good analogy a big, for freelance it's, life <laughs> yeah it's a big social experiment isn't it and I feel yeah. like there are a lot of freelancers forging this path Mm. individually and the more we can bring them all together and have a shared voice the more we'll see the right change oh it's got such a positive energy to it and I think you mentioned there kind of the current climate and yeah we're we're speaking kind of you know we're waiting to hear from the government companies are talking about you know people working from home and things and there's a huge shift now into like as in the current time about people working from home and do, do you think people are going to struggle with that in any way do you think there's there's challenges ahead for people who are going to have to work from home and do you think more people are going to go freelance because they might say well 
actually have enjoyed it yeah i mean i am i'm hopeful or we're hopeful Mm. that this will create we know that out of crises such as these long-term change is created and the biggest thing that we are hopeful for is that this will be the catalyst for people to embrace the digital era of working and obviously the overwhelming advice at the moment is to act quickly but we're hoping that people won't just act in the short term in terms of crisis resolution but instead will understand that the long-term outlook for a company that is adopting remote working Mm. it can be one of much greater productivity through increased well-being and the autonomy that that brings because we've done a study we know that um, well-being is the reason that autonomy makes people more productive so if you can be happy working this way you are more productive as well as being happier so i i think that's our hope but i think at the moment more than that um, people are focusing on the panic side and on Mm. how can i be sure anyone's going to get any work done at home and there's a big kind of trust element to this where we need leaders not to be paranoid but to have trust in their workforce and have trust in this model freelance has been working like this for ages it hopefully it's a good chance for people to empathize with freelance fields and understand yeah to realize how it is for for freelancers yeah I mean, do you think it's quite a big question, but do you think freelancing and self-employment really is the future? I mean, statistics have shown that more and more people every day are are going self-employed, either through choice or redundancy, or like you were mentioning, sort of people might reach a burnout point and think, okay, there's got to be a different way of working. Do you do you really feel? I mean, I do. I think think it's going to become the norm. I think in ten, twenty years' time. What do you? Yeah, think definitely. We 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 think so. So already we're seeing that with the statistics, as you say. So we mm. know that more and more people are working this way, and because they're not working together as a group, they aren't seen as a singular huge group in society mm. even though actually they are we think that one day everyone will work this way yeah. and that actually organizations will no longer carry full-time overheads they just won't they won't have wow. full-time staff yeah. what they'll do is align with one or a number of communities like Coxby and they will buy in the output that they need as Mm. and when they need it and we think that works for individuals because they get to set their own work style as we call it so you choose where and when you work Mm -hmm. Um, and they also get to do the things they love we think it works for society because it means people can for instance work longer people who are carers can work flexibly around that and there are members of society like those with autism that are currently being excluded from many workplaces because they aren't autism friendly or inherently can't be autism friendly in terms of the way they work Mm -hmm. so we think it works for society and we think it works for business as well because businesses are reducing their fixed costs improving their variable costs and they are able to tap into exactly who they need when they need them so I think there is this real triple benefit for business for society and for individuals and because of that we think that eventually everyone will work this way Mm -hmm. I think the question for us is how quickly will that be? And we want that to be as soon as possible. So what Alex and I task ourselves on is accelerating that change. And that's through showcasing to businesses that we can deliver exceptional output, but it's also through showcasing work style and just showcasing that it works to be able to pick and choose where and when you work. And I think again, coronavirus will help with that because when schools are closed, or people are caring, have caring responsibilities in different mm. ways, but people still need to earn money and still need to work, we will see work styles come to the fore where people are for the first time having to be able to choose where and when they work. Whereas the Hoxby model has always been work style, choose where and when you work, yeah, yeah. but it's always been doing it in kind of a voluntary way. Yeah. So I think, you know, there are lots of differences that we'll see. 
um, as a consequence of the current circumstances. If you're not used to that, it can have its own, you know, challenges, everything from do you feel like you're doing enough for your family or your, your partner if you're working then in the evening and that kind of thing. Do you think there's, how can we protect our mental health as freelancers if we do begin to work more that way? I think that's a huge challenge. And I think it's something that we've already talked about kind of being mem- a member of a community and having mm. the right support network around you and also getting into good micro habits like asking how people are and that sort of thing mm. um but also for instance leapers have just released we've shared on our blog a, a really good guide about mental health for freelancers in light of the fact that suddenly lots of people are also working in this way um and i think half half of it is about just being aware of the challenges and once you're aware of, of them then making sure and it re- does require self-discipline that you are doing things like making time for exercise getting out of the house seeing other people i mean video calls make such a big difference we do don't they like we're video calling to do this and it's like being able to see someone's sort of gestures and even what they're wearing today you might have a a freelance colleague and go oh your hair's different today or i don't know yeah like we know that a lovely blue lounge lounge work i don't know what room you're in but yeah thank you the color of lizzie's walls behind her this gorgeous (laughs) like inky petrol blue and i'm just like I'd have never have known that if we hadn't videoed and now I'm admiring your beautiful walls. <laughs> well, and you can see me smiling is the other thing yeah. that I think um, yes, that's positive. We, that's say that, we, say, we say that 77% of communication is non-verbal, you know, mm. being able to see other people makes such a big difference. And a lot of people say to me, don't you get lonely working from home by yourself all the time? And again, it's hard to describe. I never get lonely because I am not by myself. I'm on mm-hmm. video calls all day. I'm having fun with other people all day. And other people don't believe that you can do that by working this way. Yeah. But once you've done it, you get it. I think. You get into the habit, don't you then? And actually it's like you have a video call. But when you're in an office, you might not want to talk to your colleague or interact yes. with them all day long, but you have one <laughs> video call. Great, some humour interaction. Now I shall go off and be quiet by myself for a couple of hours. <laughs> Well, I think that's interesting because one of the things we have, so as I mentioned before, we're a Slack community and we have channels like the boardroom, the meeting room, um, the classroom, but we also have the water cooler. The water cooler is one of our most popular channels and I believe some freelancers join Oxford just to join the water cooler, (laughs) um, which basically is pictures of cats, dogs, babies, view from my desk, uh, what people are eating for lunch. any anything can be shared in the water cooler is just for anything people want and it's it's brilliant i think there's a real sense of enjoyment and being a community in that particular channel so i think there are things like that that you don't necessarily think of but that make a really big difference it's like you say it's the micro things isn't it it's not always the huge things it's the little day-to-day things like i guess making sure you've got even your favorite tea bags or you've got you know you you're comfortable whatever your range of work clothes are you're comfortable in what you're wearing or that kind of thing it's like those little things that often jigsaw together to make a more positive mental health freelance experience definitely i mean we talk about party on the bottom formal on the top you can see my shirt <laughs> you don't know what i'm wearing i'm not oh. wearing my pajamas um but i do actually have a heated blanket wrapped around me that i'm just showing jenny so now I love, love the video um oh, which again it's, it's true i hate Hoxby's love these heated blankets oh. but um it means that you can be in your perfectly comfortable so for instance i keep chocolate in the kitchen rather than in my desk so i have to stand up every now and then there's a few things like that that you can you know you can do to help help yourself when you're working heated blanket chocolate in the kitchen yeah 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 (laughs) 
That is fantastic. Is that, that is embarrassing so that I've just revealed about my heated blanket? I don't know. No, I think people are going to be jealous and also now going Happy to online share the and stockpiling yeah. heated blankets. Yeah, actually, do t- where do you get your heated blanket from? Are they an expensive It's from item? Lakeland. It's oh. from Lakeland. And um, God bless between Lakeland. the Hoxbees, I think we've pretty much bought them out because someone started sharing one at the start of winter and everyone else started buying them. So I'm very grateful to whichever Hoxbee shared it first. Any other kind of, I love that, the idea of the chocolate and everything. Any other tips in terms of how you you get some fun into your day or some structure like that any other sort of what else do you do well um we have interest channels at hoxby and so the interest channels are purely for fun so we've got like a book club we've got a renovation channel where we're always people who are renovating yeah Yeah, the parenting channel Uh, i just think finding people you have common interests with and making time to have fun with them wherever they are in the world is I think people assume that you need to just be working when you're at work. But think about when you're an employee. You're not just working the whole time. Mm. You know, recognizing your own when you're most productive and how you work, just recognizing how you like to have fun and what you're passionate about and what you enjoy. I think one of the biggest things about being a freelancer is taking the time to reflect on what makes you happy, how your work style can make you happy, what the right work style is, and then sharing it with people so they know what it is and then sticking to it oh i feel so full of positivity and i want a heated blanket <laughs> Ooh, i'm boiling are you okay <laughs> turn the blanket down turn don't it have down a turn yeah it i don't down. want to be responsible for a blood pressure problem <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome oh lizzie thank you so much i would love it if you would tell people if people would perhaps if you want to encourage them to join hoxby i don't know if that's something yep. you would like yep. to do or where they can we find would... you etc Yes. So um, if you go to hogsby.com, then you can apply through the website from the 1st of April. We are open for the first month of every quarter. So after April, we will be closed again until July. Really, if people want to help, we would love them to use the hashtag remote against coronavirus, where we are specifically trying to persuade businesses to move quickly to remote working because Mm -hmm. we think it will stop the spread and save lives as a consequence. Regardless of whether your local government is acting quickly on this or not, we know that it will um, stop the spread if we can move to it more quickly so if people can use the hashtag remote against coronavirus that's awesome Lizzie thank you so much would you like to tell everybody where they can find you would you like to be followed uh, yeah I'm on LinkedIn if anyone wants to yeah. wants to find me and I'm also on Twitter when I have the time so um, I'm Lizzie Penny so yeah please do feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn I hope to see some people in the Hoxby community soon lovely thank you for joining me thank you so much for having me Thank you for listening to Freelance Feels, the podcast for humans who work for themselves. If you've enjoyed this episode, please do take a moment to review it. You can find out more about Freelance Feels at www.freelancefeels.com. Follow on Instagram or Twitter at freelance underscore feels. And now subscribe to the Freelance Feels newsletter at freelancefeels.substack.com.